Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover, even if we are a few days late this week. We were pretty hungover this weekend. I mean, it's October, mm. and it's hard not to be wedding hungover in October. This is true. Justin, you had three commercial shoots today. Yeah, it is full-on voting season, my friend. Uh, I had to shoot a bunch of different get out and vote videos. Get out the vote? Get out the get vote. Get out the vote? You, didn't, you guys didn't go for, like, rock the vote or something cool like that? Nope. Nope. It was, uh, first one was get out an early vote. Next one was voting's next week. Next, vi- in the last video we shot was today's voting day. <laughs> So on a scale of one to 10, how important is voting for you? Oh, uh, no, maybe a one. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure your voice is heard through these commercials. Exactly. I'm doing yeah. my civic duty. Are you editing in subliminal messages to all the commercials? Oh, 100%. Little wedding photo hangover taglines. People walking around Fort Wayne wearing wedding photo hangover swag. Oh, well, that's nice to see that we're getting some more sales on the Zazzle. Oh, I'm photoshopping <laughs> them in. Sorry, bud. Oh, man. Yeah. CGI, I guess. I guess we'll never know where those sales came from then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Man, I've... October's here. Fall is here. It's beautiful this time of year, this, this season. Um, are you guys seeing any change in the color of the leaves where you live? I feel that... This weekend marked the beginning of the change, the beginning of the slow death of nature into winter, uh, or what we call fall. Yeah. Where our souls depart into a dark, dark place where we're super, super busy. And then, then we have no work. Then we are work. We're essentially collecting unemployment come November. That'd be nice. Can we do that? I don't know. Somebody asked me (laughs) that. Does that that work? Somebody asked me that the other day. I feel like it doesn't work. Um, Jen and I went to Oktoberfest Cincinnati a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, it's the second largest Oktoberfest celebration in the world. And it's the largest one here in the Americas. The largest one in the world is in Munich, you know, uh, where it started. Uh-huh. But, uh, on our way home, we're like driving through the countryside. Cause instead of coming back to our house where we would be on interstates the whole time, we had to go back to Jen's parents' house and we're driving through the countryside and then it's just like these giant trees with like leaves hanging over the road and the leaves were like falling down and it looked beautiful like fall mm-hmm. until you got closer to the leaves and you realized they hadn't changed color yet. They were falling down because it hadn't rained there in so long. Yeah, we have this um, here in Fort Wayne, we have a signature uh, road called the row or the Avenue of Trees. Uh, that leads. Oh, that's a great name. It leads the Avenue of Trees. Well, it leads from the uh, Martin Luther King Bridge into downtown, and norm that normally in the fall they have this signature red. I'm going to pitch this to Fort Wayne and to you. Mm-hmm. The Avenue of Adventure, the Avenue of Awesome, mm-hmm. the Wonderway of Wonder. <laughs> It, it typical, uh, you know, when it's fall here because those trees turn red and uh, they're gorgeous and they're beautiful and they turn faster than every other tree because of the 
carbon monoxide emitted from the cars that drive down that road uh, with, you know, the commuters going into work every day downtown. Um, but every year they've been, uh, instead of changing, they just die, fall off the tree before mm. the fall about, gets here. Uh, road to pollution. Kind of like a play on road to perdition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe we turn it into a toll road and every dollar goes towards, uh, you know, fighting greenhouse gas. Yeah, that'd be great. And if you have an electric car, though, you don't have to pay the toll. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Always thinking, man. You're always thinking. Dustin, what are you drinking over there? Steven, tonight I am enjoying... So we actually had friends from Cleveland, Ohio visit us this weekend. and they Cleveland Rocks? Yeah, and they were kind enough to bring me a bunch of Great Lakes Brewing beers. Uh, mm, so tonight nice. and every night this month, I will be drinking various Oktoberfest beers on this podcast. And tonight, Ooh, I will—that's what I like to hear. I will be starting with the Great Lakes Oktoberfest, which is a fine Oktoberfest beer. Oh, not nice. too pumpkiny, not too, you know, anything really. Just a clean, good beer. Hmm. The Marzins aren't traditionally pumpkin-y. <laughs> it is a Marzin-style lager. Yes, that's what an Oktoberfest is. It's a, it's a Marzin-style beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not traditionally pumpkin so. Well, then the pum- pumpkin King beers are like a different thing. I have in my fridge yeah. might be a slightly different take. I'm guessing, yes. They kind of do the pumpkin thing. It's like that's their thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good uh, good beer brand, though. Yeah. yeah I'm sa- you got saving some good that beers for next over week. there. I'm proud I've of you. I've got a whole bunch I stocked up this weekend. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I'm just over here down in a Scarlet Lane Screamsicle Horror Hound. Oh, man. This I love one. it. I love you've it. You've already it's, done that it's beer the on the this only, podcast. It's that the only 4%, beer. It's the only 4% ABV beer that I love. Disappointed. It's delicious deliciously disappointing you know a lot of times when you think of like a four percenter you think not gonna have much flavor no it's got lots of flavor though and i love it mm. that creamy screamy Ooh. flavor you know what i'm talking sounds about sounds like this yeah. should be uh steven the screamy creamy no steven the creamy screamy van elk steve screams till he creams <laughs> van elk <laughs> Oh, Dustin. Oh, what what are we talking about tonight, Stephen? What what are we talking about? Are we gonna that are we talking about great... the new Sony A92? Oh, there's a new one. There is. I feel like Sony's just putting out so many new cameras. It's like it's not even news anymore. Uh, so... It'd be bigger news if a week went by without a Sony release. <laughs> at this point in time. Breaking news. No Sony release this week. Your money is saved. You can go to the movies. It'd be like if a September came around and there wasn't an Apple event where they announced a new iPhone. Like, that'd be news. But like a new iPhone in September? That's not news. That's that's just normal. Imagine how many people would be pissed at at a September Apple keynote and they didn't announce an iPhone. We got a lot of great iPads. We got some MacBooks. Have you guys heard of Apple TV? Yeah, no one has. <laughs> no one has. We're introducing Apple Pencil for Apple TV. That is our big announcement this year. You're going to be able to wave it like a Harry Potter wand to change the channels. And Take all my money, that's Apple. All. Take all of my money. That's all. Good night, everybody. 
You know, if I got that and it really worked like that, I would just be waving it at the screen saying Avada Kedavra all the time. Yeah. That was a kind of like a mixture of Pokemon and Harry Potter. Nope, that was 100% Harry Potter. Yeah, but there was a little Pokemon in there. No. No, there wasn't. Just a That's touch. the killing curse. That's the killing curse. Touch. I'd wave that pen at you and I'd say Crucio. Oh, that sounds sexual. I mean, if you're a masochist, yeah, then maybe it is. Which I am. <laughs> so tell me about this Sony A9, buddy. Well, I don't know a whole lot about it uh, because everything online, it appears that it's still in the rumor mill stage. So now color me confused because Sony emailed me asking, saying that I could sign up for a pre-order. So now I'm wondering if perhaps that email was fraudulent. <laughs> did you sign up for the pre-order, Dustin? No, I did not sign up for a pre-order. I feel like that was a mistake. Where, where did that email come from? Can you tra tra track it down, trace it down? Well, I already deleted, I already deleted the email because I just assumed upon an easy Google of A92... Did it come from Sony A9 at stevenvenoff.com? <laughs> Did it ask for your credit card information and your social security? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Here here we go. Here we go. A92 mirrorless camera on B&H. It is a 24.2 megapixel camera, 20 frames per second shooting with a brand new 693 point phase detection auto focus system. The uh, 20 frames per second, that's with the electronic shutter. And uh, with the mechanical shutter, it's uh, 10 frames per second, I believe. Do you believe? I, I, I don't have the thing pulled up in front of me right now. I'm going off memory here. I know. I, I committed a cardinal sin. I Forgive me. Forgive me, Father Dustin Fries. And I looked at new gear online without you. Mm. And uh, not for a gear talk segment. I'm so sorry. You should be. You should be. Father, Father Dustin, what should I do? But yeah, this has been a great episode of gear we don't really know anything about, but we thought we'd bring it up. <laughs> I knew things about it. I said things from memory. So are you ordering one? Are you, no. are you dropping that $4,500? No, no. I mean, I think at this point in time, if I was to switch to a completely new camera system, I'd probably go Fuji. Mm, no, I think you'd probably go Sony. I like to save money. But do you? But do I? But do I? If you'd like to save money so much, you'd probably move here. To Fort Wayne? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Dustin, can I tell you about a videographer that I worked with this weekend? Oh, I would love to hear about... Are we throwing someone under the bus? Tell me we're throwing some... Is there a... Do I need to get the keys? I Let me get the bus. Worked. I worked with a videographer, and this videographer was maybe the nicest videographer I've ever worked with. The entire time, they were like, does anybody need water? I got water bottles. And, like, they were just, like, on their A-game the whole time, like, trying to take care of everybody else on the day. Which made it super frustrating that, like, when I was trying to, like, pose my bride and groom and do stuff, I'd, like, be like, hey, guys, I want you guys to stand here. And I would show them, like, you know, where to stand. And I'd be like, I'm going to shoot you guys from right here. Then I'd walk up to them and I'd, like, tell them a few jokes, you know, try to get them, like, laughing. Then I'd, like, turn around to, like, walk back to where I wanted to shoot from, where I'd, like, set the whole shot up before, you know? Mm -hmm. Every time the videographer was standing right where I had been, like, 
composing the shot from. Mm -hmm. It was like, she was watching me seeing what I saw. And then as soon as like, I went up to like talk to the bride and groom, she was just like, and I'm going to slide in there and steal this shot first. Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's what the videographer kills you with kindness. And says, Hey, remember how kind I was? Let me pan across here real quick. Like, can I get anyone any water? Shot of bourbon? Yeah, no, it was super frustrating too because it was like every time I had to, uh, I had to like move the bride and groom to like a new location to do shots. Like we'd be walking from one place to another and I'd be like, right up there, we're going to do a shot. It's really cool. And she'd like stop halfway there and be like, I want to do a shot here. And then she would take like 15 minutes doing like one shot of like holding hands and like looking away from each other and looking back at each other. And it's like, this should not have taken 15 minutes. And also you pose the shot in front of like this giant window that people had written dirty curse words all over. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? See what you're, de- what you're explaining right now, Steven is the entire reason why we started doing photo and video <sighs> because I got sick and tired of videographers not doing an efficient job on the wedding day. Yeah. And by, I mean, I, I've worked with you and you didn't do an efficient job on the wedding day either. But at least it was my team and my say. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Because <laughs> I was doing photo and you were doing video. You were doing photo? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, well, that was different. I had to abide by the Van Elk way. Yeah. No, uh, this, this, uh, this videographer was just constantly like frustrating me, but like the nicest person in the world. So it was like, I never could lose my cool. Cause like. Well, that's how you how felt you, when like, we shot together. You were like, no, nope, that's not how I felt when we shot together. <laughs> the nicest guy in the whole world. <laughs> kind of an asshole at times, but really, <laughs> really love See, him. Usually when you're referring to somebody as the nicest person in the whole world, you don't append kind of an asshole sometimes onto the statement. Well, he's got to have some endearing qualities because if he's nice the whole time, you're like, maybe he's just really fake. I don't think this guy's actually nice. But if he slides in a few douchebaggy, a-holy comments, then immediately you're like, nope, he's really awesome. It's just secretly racist. Why are you saying these things about yourself? <laughs> oh, no, I was referring to the person you shot with. Which was not a male, so. Didn't think it was. Uh, yeah, no. I don't define genders. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh... No, man, I was super frustrated. Uh, Have you ever had to work with that? My second shooter at one point in time said to the videographer, hey, you can't actually stand there. That's where, uh, like, the photographer is working from, like, while I was up talking to them. And uh, she apparently responded. He said said something like, if you, like, move over here, you can still get, like, a really good shot. And her response to him was, I don't want that shot. I want this shot. And it's like... So apparently to my second shooter, she's putting up kind of a, a little bit more See? like uh, I'm the boss sort of vibe, you know, mm-hmm. but oh man, no, it was just frustrating too. It was like uh, they had to go in at one point in time to do uh, like the grand entrance. So I get them there with like five minutes to spare. I walk in, I set up my flashes. They don't come in at like the time they're supposed to. Right. Mm hmm. So then the event venue, like coordinator person's like looking at me, like, where's the bride and groom? And I'm like, they were right outside the door five minutes ago when I told them, Hey, I got to set my flashes up and then you guys can come in. So I go outside to look for them and they're down the street with the videographer doing shots with her. And I was like, you know, they're supposed to be in there right now. What the hell are you doing? 
And not only are they supposed to be in there, but you're supposed to be in there because you're supposed to be shooting this part of the wedding day. Yep. Man, it was, it was, a, it was a frustrating day. Dustin, what would you have done in my, in my shoes? I uh, wouldn't have stressed out about it. Obviously, the couple uh, found video to be an important part of their wedding day experience. They hired a videographer that I would assume they trusted. Um, yeah. And that, if that's the kind of video the videographer requires, and um, it sounds like it's a portrait, you know, heavy video style. And obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't like you enough to be able to work alongside you enough to capture the same shots you were capturing. So they needed additional time, Stephen. Yeah. Well, part of the problem was to the bride was running late and then the videographer was also running late comparatively, like as far as our timeline schedule went for the day. So like when the bride was supposed to get in the dress, um, the videographer was still shooting details and said she needed 15 more minutes of details. Sounds like perhaps this was an inexperienced videographer that, hasn't quite learned uh, her craft well enough to have haste to get the shots and get them in a timely manner. Yeah. So we were running about 45 minutes behind and we're supposed to do family photos after the first look before the ceremony. Didn't get to do that at all. Again, another reason why we started doing video (laughs) alongside our photo packages. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a very frustrating day for me, and uh, things eventually ended up working out, and uh, I got everything I needed. We just had to do family photos after the ceremony. Works out. Yeah, that was the other thing that was super frustrating during family photos. So family photos is like just for photography. That's my time. I got to get that done. And you know, we're at this point in time where we've pushed the family photos back from before the ceremony to after the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to squeeze them into a space where they were never supposed to be in the the first place. I yeah. Had that so I'm trying to like rock through the family photos as quick as I can. Right. And so I'm like, all right, I need the groom and his sister. Boom. Pose. I got the shot. Bam, bam. Done. You know? And, uh, then all of a sudden I hear from over my shoulder. Okay. Now go ahead and kiss her and then give her a twirl. And I was like, what the f- is going on? The videographer started trying to direct during family photos. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, now I have to know who this is. What? She uh, said to me, she typically works with her sister, who's a photographer. And all I can think is, is this why you're acting so shitty <laughs> the whole time? Because typically you'd be working with your sister and you're upset that they hired me and not your I sister. I this story started off with, she was the most friendly videographer you've ever worked with. Now she, we've, she we've gone super down the rabbit hole to, now she's the shittiest videographer I would I would with. compare her to uh, Angela from The Office. You know, outwardly seems very nice, but, you know, maybe not the nicest person to work with. You know what I'm saying? Nope. I've never seen The Office, so I can't. Okay. <laughs> Angela's probably bad. Angela's so cold and frigid. This person mm. seemed warm and nice. I don't know. Sounds very Dustin, conflicting. what do you do when somebody's like warm and nice on the outside, but then there's like an undercurrent of them hating you and wanting to ruin your your work? Uh, it sounds like this. Who How I do you deal, deal with, with on me this every podcast? week on this podcast? <laughs> with long sips of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. My wedding this weekend was awesome, though. Followed by therapy by my wife afterwards to tell me I'm I'm actually a good person. You're a great person, Dustin. You're one of my favorite it's people. Okay. That's why I keep doing the podcast with you. It's okay. Don't uh, lie to me, Steve. Walked into You're just like this the bridal. 
walked into the bridal getting ready suite, you know, mm-hmm. father of the bride looks at me and goes, these photos aren't going to be good if you guys don't treat this place like it's your own home. Grab a beer or make yourself a cocktail. And you were like, okay. No, I don't drink on the wedding day. But man, that put me right in the right space, though. Like mind, soul, body. I was just like, yeah. We're gonna kill what, what if he had changed that to these photos and video aren't going to be good if you don't treat this like, you know, your place. Come up to my <laughs> bedroom. Drunk, dog. Come up to my bedroom and let's get acquainted. Well, it was an Airbnb and his bedroom had the best light. So we shot all the details in there and I kicked him out of his room Mm. and he had to go get ready in the groom's Airbnb. (laughs) Wow. I'm a terrible person. That's cold. (laughs) That is cold. It was one of those awesome weddings though, where like the, uh, the bride, the father of the bride, the groom, everybody was like crying all day long. They were like, so in love, man, it was a good wedding. Can we talk for a minute about social media planning? Social media planning? Yeah. I feel like we I had think, a question about this in our Facebook I group. I think it's the Are subject you trying to get to the Q&A? that everybody is asking. Are you trying to get to the Q&A ahead of time? We just made the... This isn't like a topic, really. This is just me telling you that we mm, just made okay. the switch today from Hootsuite to Planoly. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's the one uh, James told us about. James from the Photographer's Crack. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't listen to James. Um, so You were literally on the podcast with him when he said he uses it. And he has, what is it? Uh, a full year's worth of photos planned out or something like that. Or mm-hmm. No, he is up until like February planned out with photos. Three a day, every single day from now until and, February. And I, and I can understand why. We booted it up, signed up today for it. And holy cow, is it amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to... Are they sponsoring this episode? What's going on right now? No, I'm just... It's just a really good program. I want to mm-hmm. explore it more, and then uh, I'll, I'll get back with you on whether or not you should get it. <laughs> the answer will be, if it's really good, Steve, you don't need that. <laughs> exactly. And if it's real bad, you'll be like, gotta get it, Steve. Play, pay for the pro account, the super double pro. Uh, that's what we're paying for. Triple your pro. We're we're paying for the pro platinum premium gold <laughs> teeth model. And it's cheaper if you go yearly. So we're going daily because we really want to feel like it's a value add. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Dustin, I'm noticing this crazy trend on social media where people post candid photos taken by a photographer at a wedding of people laughing or crying or looking surprised. And then they say something like, looking for a photographer that can help me recreate this moment at my wedding. So Dustin, I pose this question to you. Mm-hmm. WTF, does the general population not understand the concept of candid photography or documentary style photography? Nope. Because it's absolutely crazy to me. It's like photos of like a... Like, just, like, random surprise things happening at wedding, like, people falling or stuff. And they're like, need a photographer who can recreate this. And it's like, um, that was, like, an unplanned moment, obviously. Like, the lighting's terrible. The person's falling. Like, no photographer would have planned it to look like this. Right. Unless they were trying to go viral on social media. Unless they're yeah. actually a advertising-style photographer <laughs> that contrives every moment on a wedding day. To look that way. Advertising style photography. Uh, tell me about this. I want to know more. Well, I, 
I mean, as an advertising student, you know, I was taught in the ways of evoking emotion through controversy. And by uh, uh, Dr. Advert himself. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so sometimes, Steve, you can't always capture a candid moment. It is a live, evolving day on a wedding um, that things are constantly happening, constantly changing. So, you know, sometimes you've got to bring, a, you know, a couple bumblebees in your back pocket, things to spice things up, uh, to, you know, evoke those moments that otherwise wouldn't have happened. Or if they had naturally happened, you would have missed them. So what I'm hearing is you have to put out some controversy in mm -hmm. order to keep people engaged. It's exactly. like that uh, Star Wars Facebook page I see that keeps posting that Revenge of the Sith is the best movie in the Star Wars universe. Because it is. But yes, continue. I hate you so much. I hate you so much very much why would you ever say that why would you ever say why that why I would you ever that? agree with that why would i not agree with that gosh oh my gosh the prequels were terrible dustin the prequels were terrible That's... revenge of the sith is by far the best of the prequels but it's still terrible uh did it not get franchised with merchandise at taco bell pizza hut and kfc i mean yeah i have all that merchandise <laughs> Did you not? Did you not get the water bottles? I got the water with bottles. The cool lids. I got the mugs. I got everything. Yeah. But that's because I'm a Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. not because I'm a prequels fan. If it wasn't for the prequels, you wouldn't have that merch. I you know how you so hard much. it was to get Mace Windu. Do you know how hard it was to get Mace Windu? Very hard. I had so lightsaber. many tacos. So, Dustin, you're all for trying to plan out these candid moments. Oh, 100%. If you see somebody saying, look, gots, gots to get that that moment where uh, the bride's veil gets caught on her mother's shoe while mm -hmm. walking down the aisle. I'll tie it to the mother's shoe. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. You'll wait until she's like walking down the aisle and you'll just be like, I just got to slip in here real quick, tie it, and then jump over. Or you hire somebody to just stay there and make sure it happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're doing the tying, you can't really get the shot. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll push candles too close to people just to, you know, see who knocks just them Just because you want to watch the world burn. Uh, but no, in reality, I do do things like tell the groom to walk over to his grandma and ask her to dance during the reception. Uh, having Crin already queued up, knowing what's happening. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, so it looks like a real moment where the groom thought upon himself to go do that. And in reality, it was completely planned and executed by me. Sometimes mm -hmm. people just need little suggestions to create real moments. Yeah. And I mean, you can take that one step further. Even uh, you just walk up to like a random dude you see in the park and you're like, have you thought about asking that girl out and marrying her and hiring me as your wedding photographer? And you just make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. I tried doing that at weddings with bridal party members, and it doesn't <laughs> always go as planned. They're like, uh, that's the groom. He's getting married today. <laughs> what did, are you talking I about? I did have a wedding uh, last weekend where the groom is a Marine, and so I had never met him, nor because mm -hmm. he has no social media, nor has I ever seen him. And so... So he's, he's not a Marine. He's some sort of like black ops CIA Probably, person. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And so when I showed up to the wedding, I walked into the, like getting ready for the guys area 
and the groom was right in front of me and he didn't look how I was picturing the groom to look because he didn't Ooh, look. Wait, let's, let's, let's take that back. Uh, how are you picturing the groom to look? What, I, what, I was what were you given? I, well, I've shot Marines before. This. So I was picturing mm-hmm. like a real, like, you know, tight cut haircut, real, you know, straight, stiff back. Um, just very, not rigid, but kind of, you know, that Marine vibe, this guy mm. did not fit that criteria at all. And, mm. um, what, what, what did he look more like? I just had did longer he look more hair. like an average person yep. who could blend into any environment in the world, get lost <laughs> in any crowd. Sort of like a Jason um, Bourne vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so I walked in and I was like, Hey, so who's my, uh, who's my groom today? And literally standing in front of me, he said, uh, that'd be me. I was like, okay, that's awkward. Did he say it as awkward as you just said it? Yep. Because that doesn't seem like an awkward situation, says the person who's done that literally at hundreds of weddings. I know, but... this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like... I walk in all the time, and I'm like, who's the groom? And they're like, you did my engagement shoot. And I'm like, you're right. (laughs) That would be a little awkward. awkward. Did you get a haircut, buddy? (laughs) Did you get a haircut? Did you gain a few pounds? Did you lose a few pounds? Just uh, shave my eyebrows. Just shave my eyebrows. Trimmed them up a little. That's a normal thing. You know, shaving your eyebrows is a normal thing. I just want to push that out there. Um, Mm, Nope, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had an engagement shoot, um, and I was talking to my couple. Uh, It was actually the couple whose wedding I just shot, and, you know, I just told them a little story about when I was in high school, and I swam, had to shave down my whole body. Have I shared this on the podcast before? Many times, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I shaved my eyebrows, and, like... She was a swimmer. She totally got it. She's like, I know a lot of swimmers who actually did that. Their brothers didn't prank them into it like your brother did. And I was like, yes, 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 it was completely normal. And I didn't get made fun of at all. <laughs> I didn't go to my grandmother's funeral a week later and have all my aunts oh, and uncles ask gosh. my dad if I had cancer. Oh, man. Yeah. Those things didn't happen to that. me. Way oh, man. Dark. It was it was dark. Gosh. I felt sick for like a month after I did that, too. You're terrible. You know, your eyebrows, they like catch things and keep them from getting in your eyes. That's why they exist. I assumed God put them on our face for a reason. Yeah, they catch all the dandruff that falls off my head. But you didn't have any hair, so there was no dandruff. That's a common misconception. Your scalp can still be dry with or without hair. You gotta lube it. You know, dandruff is is your your skin flaking off your head. Yeah, that's why you lube your head. You dip it in palm oil. So, Dustin, I got some, I got a question for you. I got, hope so. Just a Stephen Oak real and talk question. This is some Q&A between Stephen and I. Real and talk. Mm. How often do you get disappointed by the food at a wedding? Most of the time. Most of the time? What's the most disappointing thing? Um, oh, wow. Mo- that's, that's, this is some real talk. Jeez. Wow. Uh, most disappointing thing I've had at a wedding. If you need a second to think, I, I can go first. Yeah, you go most first. Most disappointing thing I've ever had at any wedding, prime rib. Every wedding I've been to with prime rib, it's always terrible. I don't know if it's that prime rib is terrible, because do you ever have prime rib not at a wedding? No, I've never had it not at a wedding. So all of my experiences with prime rib have been terrible. There's one other place I guess you have prime rib sometimes, and that's a buffet, and that's also always terrible. So the question is, is prime rib just terrible, and somehow everybody's been conned into thinking it's good, 
and thinking it's desirable. See, in Fort Wayne, prime rib is is like a staple to the older generation. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I feel like prime rib is something the older people get at their weddings. As someone who once was a waiter at a Texas roadhouse, you know, that was a thing that everyone... That was a thing you could order at Texas roadhouse was prime rib? And it was something that we would literally run out of. People would come in and say, oh, do you have any medium or medium well? Because you'd only have one. I don't even know what the hell prime rib is, honestly. But, you know, you had one bucket of prime rib in that yeah, particular... Yeah, it's not ribs, right? It's not ribs. Why is it called prime rib? <laughs> I don't know, Stephen. I just Gosh, assumed it's... this was a secretive meat that these people knew what it was, and I did not. And my job was simply to shovel it in their mouths. Yeah, no. <laughs> you got paid to feed people at Texas Roadhouse? Were you working at a Texas Roadhouse, or were you working at a whorehouse? Tell me, Dustin. Did you have clothes on when you were doing this? <laughs> Some days they made me dance. Some days they made me dance. <laughs> Did anyone ever ask you to pee on their food? They throw peanuts at me and say, dance, little boy, dance. <laughs> dance, monkey. Yeah. Now bring us some more rolls. So what's your most disappointing food? Is it is it uh, chicken? Just chicken? And- I was going to say ch- some sort of a chicken. Uh, I never get the prime rib when it's offered, so I can't say that that disappoints me because I don't even bother getting it. Uh, because mm-hmm. most of the weddings have a secondary option, and it's typically some sort of bland-ass chicken. Yeah. No, dude, I would I would kill for, like, salmon or something at a wedding. You know, give me some fish. Mm-hmm. I would even kill if they had, like, a, you know, just some impossible meat. <laughs> Just, just give me something different, man. Just give me something different. No, this this wedding I just shot this weekend. Uh, they did breakfast food, and so they had like mm, um, breakfast. Food. They had like they had uh, they called them wraps, but they were like breakfast burritos, but not like really good breakfast burritos like out in California where it's like as big as your head and just full of amazing good stuff. It was like a smaller, little, tiny breakfast burrito. Um, still good, but you know, just not as good. Yeah, not like I could eat it and then never eat again for like the rest of the week because it was so filling. But yeah, they they had like a, they had those, they had bacon, they had delicious donuts uh, from like, I think it was from Long's Bakery mm-hmm. in Indy. Uh, and then they also had, um they had like a French toast bar Ooh. where like you could do like French toast with like syrup or with cinnamon and sugar icing or with like strawberries and whipped cream and yeah. Any time of food, any kind of food bar at a wedding is good. Usually food bars are the worst, but this food bar was pretty yeah, awesome. Because normally it's either a pasta bar, stir fry bar. Um, what else have we seen? A sweet potato bar always tickles me. That's mm. where you know. That's, that'd be great. When you go up and they're like, hey, what would you like on your sweet potato? Or would you want sweet mashed potatoes? We can put marshmallows. We can drizzle the tears of angels. Yeah. So they also had corned beef hash, which isn't like the tears of angels. But, you know, it's refreshing to just have something different at a wedding. You know, Mm -hmm. it's good corned beef hash. too. I don't know if I've ever had corned beef hash. Sounds like all things combined that I would not like corn. Not really a big fan of. That when you mix that with beef, uh, that doesn't sound good at all. And then you add hash to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, hashish. So it's real good. Yeah. Sounds like a stoner food. 
all foods are stoner foods if you're stoned enough. That's true. So, so you would say chicken, just chicken. Well, I mean, I've I, I've told this story before on the podcast, but in my early days, back when I still lived in New York, and I shot weddings in New York, I got really excited. It could be because I was younger, uh, poorer. And to get a free, delicious meal at a wedding really excited me. Like that mm-hmm. used to be a huge perk of being a wedding photographer. Not but so now much it's anymore. like all the same old, same old food. I mean, you know? I've gone full circle to the point where I'm like, can I just get a cheeseburger? Um, yeah. But back oh, then. Dude, the Omni Severin down in Indy. Yeah. They will serve you food from like their bar, their bar and grill. Really? So you can, you can get a cheeseburger. In fact, the last time I was there, I got like a... Uh, I got like a brisket sandwich. It's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. With like Gruyere cheese. and Oh mm. man, it's great. Yeah. They, um, so yeah, I shot a wedding down in, like I had moved back here to Indiana and then had the wedding back in New York. Um, and during the couple's engagement session, they bragged to me about the meal that they were having. They were having this, you know, they have a big Italian family, um, that was mixing with, you know, this family from New Jersey. Oh uh, dude, dude, dude. Did they have meatballs? So yeah, they were doing this whole like some family style pasta. Some meatballs, bro? And then they were going to have steak with some meatballs. and they were having lobster. And I'm like, I've never had lobster. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, you know, the most amazing smorgasbord of all these amazing foods. And then it was all like kind of cold and slimy by the time you got up there? No. no. Was it no, amazing? Because right before dinner, the event coordinator directed me to this hole in the wall back behind the kitchen. Uh, where I was handed a saran-wrapped uh, bologna sandwich and a half-eaten bag of chips. And she said, so, uh, I'll let you know when toasts start. Here you go. If you, need, if you need mayonnaise, it's in the fridge. So, yes, vendor meals are the worst. And I, I'm watching as the venue doors close on my face as I see the, the, the shrimp cocktail being Wait, walked Was out it a buffet the, or? No, it was a, a six oh, course man. meal where they were bringing each table courses every like 20 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah. And I said to the coordinator, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to eat with them. And she like looked at her little clipboard and she's like, uh, no, no, sir. I got you down for uh, a good old bologna sandwich. Really? She spoke like that. It was a New York wedding, so yeah. Yeah, okay. And I, and of course I wasn't ballsy enough because I was only a couple years into shooting when I wanted to say, did did it also say on your clipboard that we got a half-eaten bag of potato chips? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I requested the full bag of potato chips. <laughs> but... But yeah, I would say that was, I mean, that still resonates with me because I immediately went home and changed my wedding contract to read that we would receive a hot meal. Um, yeah. And that if possible, we would get the equivalent of the bride and groom or we would be allotted time to go and get dinner. That's what I love. Got a lot of that time to go get dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Which... I would kill to be able to do that at a wedding. Jen and I had a wedding where they ran out of food one time. And so they brought out the, uh, they brought a bunch of tomatoes in that were like the leftovers from the salad they made. And they're like, you guys can eat these. And the planner was like, this, we're not eating those. And then she ordered pizza and charged it to the catering team. Cause the catering team had all of us down on their list. Cause she's the one who like sent them to 
number of people would be eating. So she bought pizza for all of us and then charged it to the. I've only ever dude. had uh, one wedding run out of food before. Um, oh, this uh, was not our first time working with this caterer, and he has run out of food at all but one of the weddings that we've shot where he was uh, the caterer. And the he always runs out of food right at the vendors, not before the vendors. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned know, because right at the vendors. we do have a venue in town the last couple weekends that have run out of food, and we have never shot there. And guess where we're shooting this weekend? We're shooting there. Because um, mm. my friend even called me last week. He's like, have you ever done a wedding where they've run out of food? And he, I'm like, not to the point where it was like really bad. And he's like, this is a venue that does two receptions at the same time. And he's like, not only did they run out of food at ours, but he, you know, he's like, but I was, so I was hungry. So I walked over to the other wedding. They had run out of food too. I freaking love that. I love the balls on your friend. Yeah. They ran out of food at ours. So I walked to the other one. Yeah, he's like, they were out too. Oh, that is priceless. So I told him, I'm like, well, we're shooting there next week and we'll let you know, let you know how it goes. I hope your friend left and got some pizza or something. Uh, he's, I think he said that they ran out and got some like KFC or something and brought it back and tried to pass it off as like their food. Jen and I were shooting one time and uh, the venue was going to serve us. And it's in our contract that we have to have like a hot meal or whatever. And the venue was going to serve something, I think it was like lunch meat or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and Jen was working with a, she had a second shooter, or I guess maybe at that time it would have been a third shooter. Because um, Jen and I were both there, I think. I don't know. My memory's going. <laughs> I'm getting so old. Uh, but anyway, she said to the venue, she's like, hey, um, we can't do deli meat because that's what they were going to give us. And she was like, look, uh, the person we're working with is pregnant. She can't eat deli meat. So then they brought out like what they were serving all the guests. Amazingly, they, they had enough for us. And, uh, <laughs> this is the same venue that another time we were there, they served us like a cold cut sandwiches and the father of the bride saw us eating them and then yelled at the catering staff because he paid for us to have what uh, everybody else was having. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love, gotta love venues like that. Yeah. And I just don't, I've never understood. I mean, I've, when I was in college, I worked a couple of years at a high end um, venue as a wait staff and they always made extra, like always made extra. Um, cause you just never know if someone's going to drop a plate or something's going to happen to one of the entrees. So they always make like, you know, 10 or 15 extra of each meal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm just always flabbergasted when a venue or a, uh, a venue coordinator is always like, sorry, we don't have any extra for you. Um, and just, I mean, I know that there's photographers out there like, that are like, oh, you, us photographers, we shouldn't be so high and mighty to expect them to feed us and all this stuff. And well, it's not high and mighty when it's in your contract, though. So, well, even they think you know. it's high and mighty that we even put it in our contract that we should expect to be fed. They were paid thousands of dollars, and then on top of those thousands of dollars, that we just asked for a piece of chicken. I was shooting a wedding a few weeks ago and the catering team was serving chicken mm -hmm. and they had like full chicken breasts and half chicken breasts. 
And when you went through the line, they just gave some people full chicken breasts and some people half chicken breasts. And the wedding planner was so pissed off. I mean, half the time when I'm at these fancier venues and I see that they are having separate meals for the kids, I want to be like, if it's really that expensive for you to give me that overcooked dry chicken covered in that sauce, give me those chicken tenders with that macaroni. Like, or those mini corn dogs. Like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine. Give me the Kraft mac and cheese, yeah. okay? I'm not, Give it I'm to- not above Wait. that. <laughs> oh, it's Velveeta shells and cheese? I understand if you can't give that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. I know it's more expensive. Oh, it's 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 Stouffer's? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dustin, do you want to do some Q&A? I would love nothing more to Q&A me, Stephen. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. James Kelly from our very own Facebook group. Thought of the day, wedding suppliers uploading their crappy phone photos before the official photographs. What is your thought on wedding suppliers slash professionals? Hair, makeup, decor, planners, etc. Uploading their phone photos of the wedding slash bride's dress slash couple the mm-hmm. day after the wedding. Often these are really poor quality, but do you think they should have the courtesy to wait until the professional photographs are ready or at least the samples? What are your thoughts? And a side question, when the suppliers tag you in their crappy photographs, do you ask them to remove the tag in case people think that is your photograph? Hmm. Good question, James Kelly. See, that's why I do one of those type of, you know, MBA moves when I see another wedding professional break out a camera and I slap that shit out of their hands and say, not in my house. Dustin was wagging his finger back and forth like Michael Jordan in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just for everybody at home who couldn't see Dustin, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Or James Kelly, what I try to do is uh, photograph the details that the other vendors would otherwise photograph uh, and pretend I did them. Um, So I'll photograph myself doing a little hair and makeup on the bride and groom and uh, snap some photos and post those immediately um, and just really start to get sort of a turf war going amongst my Mm -hmm. fellow vendors. Yeah, I mean, it's great uh, when the, the hair and makeup people roll in with their thousands of dollars worth of equipment and then you pull out, you know, a one $3 lip balm one that you brush. got and put it on a brush because you don't know what you're doing mm. and then brush the lip balm onto the bride's lips. Forehead, typically. Mm. Well, yeah, you want to get a good wax going on the mm-hmm. eyebrows, really slick them down oh, for the wedding day. So. I, I sprinkle a little glitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. And you want to make sure you get good photos of that. So you pull out your iPhone. Not the new ones, not the iPhone 11 no, Pros. No, no you you want to get out that iPhone 5S, that, uh, you know, but has to, been just wasting away in your drawer with the battery slowly dying. But to answer your question, James Kelly, um, the, I don't mind when the hair and makeup people snap, you know, a makeup or a hair shot. Like, that doesn't bug me. Um, however, we did have a DJ uh, last year who brought a, fan, uh, not a Phantom, a Spark and would do drone shots of the reception hall before anyone would get there and get, quote unquote, 
um, room shots that he would then share with the venue. He would tag on Facebook. And that kind of irked me. Um, But at the same time, it only irked me because it was something that I couldn't do. I couldn't get there before, you know, everyone else got there. So I couldn't get those shots. And I mean, it's not like he did it with malice. He would offer me those shots. He said, hey, if you're doing video, like, happy to give you these shots. Problem is his shots were shit. They weren't good at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But they were cool, interesting shots that I wasn't able to provide. Because when I got there, you know, the room was full. And it's not like I'm going to fly my drone over a room full of people. I've done that once and learned my lesson. (laughs) He's still paying the court fees for that. Still paying the fees. Both spiritually you know, and mentally. I had a DJ do something similar. He brought a, it was a Canon Rebel camera with him. And he just went around and shot all the details of the reception. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he said, uh, you know, a lot of the photographers don't give photos of the details out to people. So he does it to hmm. try to uh, establish a good relationship with the other vendors who are there. Interesting. So I how do you combat him. that? I yeah. could have murdered him on the spot. Uh, Did how you? I combated it was I just said... Here? Is that why you're trying to move? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's in my crawl space. <laughs> Backyard. That's for amateurs. People can see you when you're digging that hole. Your Not crawl space? Nobody can see that. Not at night. At you night dig doesn't... the hole deep enough and then you throw a raccoon in on top. Throws off all dog smells. It sounds like you've done this before. Nope. Nope. Just uh, no. read a few books. I just told him, I told him that was great. And uh, then I shot everything with my flashes, got really high quality photos, um, got all the photos done, edited within a week and had the, uh, the, the wedding posted uh, about a week later and uh, photos sent out to all the vendors. So before he got his photos sent out to vendors because he sent me his photos when he sent them out to everybody else. So. Yeah. And you and I just said them something in your to him. Gallery and no, <laughs> absolutely not. He told me I could, though. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Don't worry. Uh, but <laughs> I did ask him when he told me that. I was like, hey, um, it would be really cool. I, I'm okay with you doing this as long as you wait until after um, I do a blog post about the wedding. And he said that was cool. What if he was like, dude, fuck you. Send him what I want. Yeah, well, if he had said that, then I would have been like, well, my contract says there will only be one photographer here, so I'm actually going to need you to delete all those photos or else the client will be in breach of my contract. And I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I just unplug your uh, DJ equipment tonight. Like, I I don't know. Have you ever had a photographer spill a beer across your soundboard? I don't know what happens when that happens, but, you know, and you just lay it out there real easy for him to see. My camera gear, that's on me the whole time. There's no way he can get to it without going through me. His DJ equipment, though, you know, that's a big thing. That's a, There's a lot of space there. You know how easy it is to throw a bottle of wine into a speaker? Well, I'll tell you, it's not that easy when you're throwing it from about 30 yards away. There's going to be a lot of bottles of wine, a lot of broken glass around the DJ booth. He's not going to like that either. So, you know, I just want to know what would happen if a photographer and a DJ or a photographer and a wedding planner, you know, like 
decided to throw down like right there at the wedding. Like if that DJ had, you know, really had played hardball with you and said, uh, I don't know you. Uh, I kind of want to be a photographer too. Um, and you're like, well, I have exclusivity in my contract. And you're like, uh, I have a contract that says I can take pictures for promotional use of my business. And, and I would say, that's great. You can take those photos for your business. You can't take photos of any of the details. So you can't send any of those photos out to any other vendors. Done. What, you can take do, photos dude, of people what, dancing. What are you? You can take like, photos of your uplights. security? Like, you can't censor me. I am who I am. And I'd say, that's great. You're never going to work again in this town. Do you know who the f*** I am? And I'd say, uh, are you like some Redwood Lane? Like, are you like a tree from California, dude? Like, I don't even know what that means. And then I just look at him, I point to my face and I'd be like, do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> See, you always got to always go far, man. But I want to know what somebody really would do. I just, I would cut my face right in front of him when I said that. I'd be like, do you know how I got pick these up scars? That, pick up that butter knife off the table. <laughs> yeah. Man, Steve goes dark real fast. Yeah. And then he would be like, you know what? I think I'm cool. I think I'm cool. I think I'm cool. And I'd be like, yeah, I know you. I know we're cool. Don't worry about it. So you know, people don't realize this, but Steve actually carries a CF card that doubles as a switchblade. You know, that's one of the perks of running with a Canon gear. <laughs> you know, you're, you're out there with your Sonys. You don't got a CF card. You're out there with your Nikons. What, you got an XQD? Is that a Switchblade level card? No, it's not. It's not Switchblade compatible. No, but it's, it's, small. it's heavy enough that I can flick it at the DJ's face. And he'll be like, thank you. Thank you for your $500 card. <laughs> and then he'll walk away with it. And I'll be like, that's nothing to me. Because you were paid $400 to DJ this event, whereas I was paid millions. You just doubled his pay rate. That's the best thing ever for him. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to sell your card. Yeah. Maybe he'll make something of himself for once. Uh, James, James, James. Um, we have videographers every once in a while who will post still frames from the wedding, and uh, they will tag us in that along with the other vendors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just untag ourselves from that. We don't we don't make a fuss about it. As long as they put something at the top where they're like a still frame from my video or whatever. Which, if you're out there, if you're if you're a photographer, I mean a videographer, mm -hmm. still frames suck. <laughs> it doesn't show off what you can do as a videographer. I understand the appeal of like, well, photos work better on Instagram and photos work better for uh, my SEO for my site. But people don't go to a videographer's Instagram or website to see still frames. They go to see videos. So you want videos. So instead of posting a still frame, post like a 10 second clip or whatever, you know? No, I know. I just don't. I don't get I don't get these videographers these days running around with their gimbals all day long. Gimbal Wars. Oh, man. You shouldn't be on a gimbal all day long. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move on. Moving uh, on. Stephen Pike from our very own Facebook group asks, what cloud storage do you guys use for your photo slash files backup? I think, yeah, I think we've answered this one before, Captain Pike. Yeah, so let's do it quick. Uh, I use a 
grandpa system um, that's still around and kicking called Zenfolio. Um, but only because I'm grandfathered into their original pricing structure of a couple hundred bucks a year for unlimited storage. Um, and that's like a gallery format type uh, solution where I back up all my weddings via JPEG. And, uh, and then I use Dropbox for other things that I'm like big projects that I'm working on. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I do as far as cloud. And then obviously I do the traditional hard drive, put in the fire safe, you know, kind of system here at the studio. He didn't ask about non-cloud. He only asked about cloud. Uh, for Jen and I, if we need some sort of cloud storage, it's Dropbox all the way. Um, and for our JPEGs for the wedding, um, when we upload our galleries for our clients, we use Pass, and those will be up for 10 years. So we don't, we don't worry about that. We don't save them anywhere else. We don't have like a giant uh, Dropbox or pCloud or Google Drive or something where we're storing all of our JPEGs because 10 years from now, we're not going to go back to those JPEGs. In 10 years from now, if the client hasn't already ordered an album from us or prints to hang on their walls, it's not really our fault. Should be. but Plus, 10 years from now, if we're still doing this. <laughs> if we're still doing this. Oh, my gosh. I hope I die first. Wow. <laughs> Don't want to make it to see your kids graduate high school. I just want to be doing doing something else by then. <laughs> Podcasting with me. You're already doing it. You're already doing it, Stephen. Oh, I, I love shooting weddings and I will shoot them until I stop loving them. I just can't see myself 10, 20 years from now still loving this as much as I do right now. Oh, I can. I can see your love growing. I can see your love blossoming, Stephen. Yeah. In which case, I could just download those galleries from Pass because Jen and I have a, uh, we have one of those lifetime accounts. So I could just download the galleries from Pass right before their 10 year mark and re upload them. There you go. See? <laughs> uh, yeah. We just have to we hope save Pass all the... doesn't go out of business. Yeah, no, that'd be a shame. What would we ever do? I guess pack it all up. <laughs> pack it all up. <laughs> Phantom the producer Louie Novak from our very own Facebook group says, hope everyone is doing well. My subscription to, what, what is that? Zenfolio? That's what you use, Dustin. Louie's subscription to Zenfolio is ending shortly. Are there any better hosting sites with client galleries out there? What's your favorite? Thanks. Uh, I've been curious to try something called Shoot Proof. Um, because they do automated sales emails to your clients um, that is supposed to make you money. Is that like a smug mug? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in making money. I know. All of us know Stephen Van Elk <laughs> doesn't like to make money. <laughs> I don't have any interest in a hosting solution that also does client galleries. I would rather keep those things separate. Uh, well, it's kind of more of a gallery solution that doubles as a backup. Yeah, I don't have an interest in that. I am happy using Squarespace, show it in WordPress for my hosting stuff. And uh, not also trying to do galleries through any of those companies for my clients. Okay. Well, you're a stick in the mud. 
Yeah, I know. And I don't care. I'm cool with it. I'm sorry, Louie. I can't be more help. Maybe Dustin can be. Uh, but Louie, I'm still at Zenfolio. So I can't, you know, I'm st- I've am stuck with Zenfolio this long. Um, it's worked for me. Uh, clients have been happy. I've never used Zenfolio as a means to allow clients to download their photos digitally. It's purely been a proofing slash backup solution for me. I will say this, Louie, um, listener Sally Psycho does her hosting. And I don't know if she also does a client galleries through Zenfolio, but I know she does her hosting I'm for sure her website. She does. Right. There and, isn't uh, really a website hosting only solution for them. Sally has somehow taken her hosting through Zenfolio in her websites and like ranked number one in her mm-hmm. like three different cities around her. Um, using her different Zenfolio sites. So, yeah, based on that one person's <laughs> experience, it sounds like Zenfolio is a really good one. Yeah, you know? and I don't understand what they're doing differently than any other web hosting platform because uh, when we signed up for Zenfolio, that is who we used to use as our landing page for our website. And that's how we got to the first page of Google in Fort Wayne when we started our business um, so quickly. I didn't really equate that to us purely being on Zenfolio at the time. Um, but after Sally shared that with us, I'm like, maybe that's why we got to Google as fast as we did uh, when we were doing that. So Zenfolio might have a little bit of an SEO edge. Yeah, who knows? Dustin, let's do one from the Facebook groups. You want you want to you want to pull one from the Facebook groups for from, from the Facebook groups Hannah from a random Facebook group ask the following Does anyone here charge more for sessions that you don't care to specialize in I was thinking that if I offer those sessions at a lower price then my specialty areas I'll attract more clients looking for that particular price range when that's not the goal. So I'm thinking it would be beneficial. But again, if I focus my marketing on my specialty areas, it could even out. Could use some insight on this theory as I'm figuring out pricing structures. Hannah, I'm going to come right out and say it. Mm -hmm. That is not a good idea. Charge more for the sessions that take longer or that are more stressful. Um, saying I'm going to charge less because it's something I, I like to do, uh, you know, that I want to specialize in, what's that going to do? It's going to make the thing that you want to specialize in be worthless to most people. I have four years now, and it's October, so I feel like I can finally say this again on the podcast, been trying to get people to hire me for ghost photos. I have said repeatedly to people all over Indiana, I will do ghost photos of your dead relatives, dead lovers, dead pets, whatever you want. I will do those ghost photos for free. No one has taken me up on this. Most people have sent me back emails telling me to piss off or off. When when you charge less for the area you specialize in, when you charge less for the area you specialize in, people look at you and they think it's a scam. They think, Do you, have you know, a portfolio of these ghost family photos. 
this is an area I want to specialize in. Not that I specialize in already, Dustin. I'm trying to break into the very lucrative ghost photo market. Gotcha. I just can't get there. I just can't. Get... This is a walnut I cannot crack. Do you have a like a Pinterest board of examples that you're striving so that when mm, clients that's ask? That's a great question. I do have multiple Pinterest boards. None of them have anything to do with ghost photos, though, um, because I've looked around. Nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is providing the premier ghost photo experience the that I feel like experience. I could bring. It's a very ghoulish experience, and I'm glad you said that. I'm glad I didn't have to be the one to say it, Dustin. So thank you. Thank you for that. You know, I, I want to give people a frightening experience. I want people to feel like, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe my relatives didn't end up in heaven. But they didn't end up in hell either. Maybe they're still walking, walking the earth. Maybe they're still haunting us all. My, uh, that's that's the hope I can bring to you. They didn't make it to heaven, but they're not in hell. And also, they didn't cease to exist. My, their spirit's still out there. Their essence is still out there. My sister informed me today. Is your sister a ghost? Tell my, me. My sister informed me today that she found out that her house was formerly a funeral home. Nice. So it's very large, I assume, then. Uh, nope. <laughs> it's very large and it's downtown. It has like a big porch. No, none of these things. And it's brown. It's all brown. Uh, nope. And there's like parts of it that are brick and there's like a little drive up area where you can like drive up and there's an overhang. Uh, there is, was like a, uh, kind of like a drive around driveway, but no, it, it doesn't scream stereotypical funeral home it was it, she lives in a small town right outside of fort wayne mm -hmm. and it was just you know a very small mom and pop funeral home um where they did all the you know cremate you know not cremations but the preparation moved back to fort wayne uh one of them yeah all the way from north carolina south carolina i'm so glad you all listen. the way from alabama <laughs> so glad you listen uh hannah uh man oh man so for example we don't like really doing family sessions i don't mind them i just i like it when it's a good family and i hate it when it's a bad family and it's hard to distinguish between so you the charge, two you, you charge more based on <laughs> if the family's bad so i charge more if it is a bad family versus a good family. So so if you go in for the client meeting and the dad is just shooting up math in the meeting, is that more or less money? Uh, well, see, we don't actually discuss pricing for sessions uh, ever um, until after the session's over. So... <laughs> That way, oh my gosh! I please tell me that's real and not a joke. Please tell me that's real. real. Let's do this session. Don't worry about it. Um, it's just gonna be a family session. Uh, come on, we're gonna schedule it for this Tuesday after the session's over. So that'll be a thousand dollars, please, for your fifteen-minute fall photo session. Yeah, at the park. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. If I make it to the end of the session and we never discuss pricing, I have succeeded. Because then ball's in my court, man. Ball is in my court. That means they trusted me enough to hire me with no care in the world in terms of how much it cost. 
Or that's my ideal client. Or with a lot of care, and they just thought it wasn't going <laughs> to cost anything because you never mentioned price. They think you're doing it for the love of the game. Dustin, are most of your clients ghosts? Yeah. Dustin, are you trying to steal the ghost photo market out from under me? I specialize in ghost photos, Stephen. Damn it, Dustin. Damn it. <sighs> Sorry, man. You betrayed me. You betrayed me. I knew it was you, Dustin. Is this, this going to be the first year we do a ghost photo of you and I? <laughs> no. Wait, yes. Yes. It's definitely going to be the first year we do a ghost photo and not the first year that we say we'll do a ghost photo and then just never do it. <laughs> well, it's October's too busy. October's always too busy. I've got four weddings this weekend. Yeah, that's four weddings too many. Yeah, and I had two this last weekend, and then uh, Jen and I have one the following weekend, but it's like it's like four hours away. It's going to be terrible. Thanks for sending one my way. <laughs> I try to. I try to. Thanks. Aren't you already booked for all these weekends? Nope. We had this weekend off, and we have not this week, coming weekend, but the weekend after off. That's the one where we only have one, Dustin. What was I supposed to send your way? I'm hoping you're shooting the one I'm at, because I'm doing video. <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. Where's it at? Southern Indiana. Uh, we're at Purdue. Yeah. Sorry, bud. I was like, Sorry it's gonna be. You. It's gonna be a repeat. <laughs> repeat of the one we did last time. Thanks man. for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin, my man, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven's at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join our Facebook group. It's it's off lit. it's off it's, off, it's off the chains. Yeah, it's lit. It's it's uh it's off the hook. It's razzle dazzle. As soon as people come in, we unhook them. <laughs> yeah, from their but chains. If you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to StephenDustinSaveTheWorld.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as one dollar a month. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. And when you do it. You get great bonus content. At $1 mm. a month, you will get to listen to like 20 of our Stephen Doesn't Save the World podcast episodes, the first 20. That's to get you hooked. It costs more money to get the rest of them. Yeah, but that's the goal. And like uh, at $1, yeah, we are like cocaine. You snort us and then you die. Um, <laughs> also, at $1 a month, you will get outtakes from all of our guest episodes. Well, when we have outtakes that are shareable. Mm. Not all, not all guests have time to like shit the chat with us shit the chat. You get to hear all those dirty things they don't want us yeah. to put on the regular episodes. Yeah. We ask seven questions about sex before every time. <laughs> <laughs> favorite position, favorite hand gesture. What it is. Right finger, left finger. A detailed explanation of what sex actually is. Mm -hmm. For our book Political reports. beliefs. How they really feel about the camera manufacturer that's paying them to use it. That's also a sexual question. Don't be mistaken. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another, another wedding. wedding.
Yeah. Like this week, maybe next Tuesday. Who knows, man? We're, we're loosey-goosey over here. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. No, sorry, sorry about this week. We uh we got really backed up with weddings. No, don't and, apologize, uh, Stephen. This is like yeah, this no, is I'm like April is for yeah. accountants. <laughs> we got backed up with weddings, and uh, we had a guest episode all queued up, but we have to get it like okayed by our guest. Mm, There's gonna be a lot of outtakes. Says you. Says me because I made a poor decision. <laughs> what are you watching? What are you, what are you up to? Uh, my friends from Cleveland highly recommended the sh- streaming show on Amazon Prime called oh. Bosch. Really? Which is really? a co- serial cop type Did flick. you watch any of it? I've watched the first few episodes. It's not horrible. Doesn't, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to blow your mind. You probably saw all of the ads for Netflix's new show, The Politician. And you were mm-hmm. like, what is this? It looks like Glee. Mm-hmm. which is is not wrong because it is created by the creators of glee so yes not wrong at all okay but but here i want to pitch you on this pitch me because i didn't think it's, i would watch it it's like if glee if the makers of glee said to themselves we want to make a mo- a, a netflix series that's like rushmore meets house of cards wes anderson's rushmore meets house of cards hmm Okay. So it's still got like that poppy glee sort of like look to how everything is uh, shot, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that like high school sort of pop look, but it's like beautiful symmetry almost all the time. Like a Wes Anderson thing. I noticed the beautiful symmetry uh, in the trailer. They do like this sweet ass like over overhead shot for like the opening credits that looks very feels very much like a Wes Anderson y sort of like stop motion y thing. Uh and opening credits, man, they play a sweet ass song from Sufjan Stevens, man. Jen was like, I'm not interested in that show, and then she heard that song and the next thing I knew she was downstairs. Alexa, play Sufjan Stevens for me. Listening to Sufjan Stevens for the rest of the day. As well. That man should. can he can he can stroke a banjo, you know, mm, and a banjo he shall stroke. Yeah, but the the politician, I would recommend that to you, Dustin. I think you'd like it a lot. I'll take a gander after October. Yeah. It's like uh, if they took high school politics as seriously as people take actual politics. So it's kind of like over over dramatic, overwrought, but it like works and it's funny. Hmm. I don't think I am going to allow myself to watch TV during the month of October. Mm-hmm. Based on how too my many ghost photo looks. sessions, too many ghost photo sessions, yeah. and you know how ghosts are—they want their photos back fast. Yeah, I know how that is, or I would if I could book a session, but you know, and I, and, I can't. And you can't do normal cloud <laughs> delivery. You have to oh. do that supernatural cloud delivery. It's almost yeah. ethereal, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, you could almost say it's ethereal. Mm-hmm. They Destin, still use AOL, we, we gotta call too. it a night. Can you believe I that? I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> Let's call it a night. <laughs> they don't use AOL. They use AOL. <laughs> they use that boo mail. Ooh. <laughs> it's spooky. I think that's powered by Bing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We gotta call it a night. Is Bing Good still a thing? Night. It is. Bing is still a thing. So is Yahoo, surprisingly. The Yahoo's still, powered I by still Bing have now. A Yahoo account. All right, Dustin. Let's let's call it. We gotta call what? it. What? Steve. 
Sorry, guys. Good I night. lost Steven. I have lo the ghost got him. They're taking his body. Boo! <laughs> they took my body, but my spirit's still here. Apparently, it was like a Transylvanian ghost. <laughs> it's a spooky ghost. Wow, it's a quite a good Count Dracula impression. <laughs> it's the spookiest Count Dracula. <laughs> Making me want some cereal. Count Dracula, not Count Chocula. Oh, sorry, same thing. Get your shit together. <laughs> Still want I'm cereal. over here eating booberry. Jeez. Mm. Haven't had cereal in a year. All right. Good night, Dustin. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, and that, what did that videographer get for being a nice videographer? Everything she wanted. <laughs> she got shit on for being... Everything she wanted, and then I shit on her on a podcast without mentioning her name. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!